Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you are ever up later than you plan to be or watch online programming, you may have listened to the sorrowful music and heard the appeal to donate for the care of neglected animals. The tragic pictures shown are designed to touch or manipulate our emotions into actions that will relieve the pain of the animal, which it never should have suffered in the first place. If you hear this appeal frequently enough, you may be moved to donate, or to ignore it, or turn it off, or even visit the local Humane Society and provide a forever home for a cat or a dog with whom you have no prior connection or relationship. The appeals are aimed at the largest audience possible and recognize that it's a numbers game that of the thousands or millions who view the video, a small percentage will stop and send the check, and the appeal is solely based on the animal's need for you. But this is not the kind of appeal that Paul is talking about in these first few verses of the 12th chapter of Romans. He begins, I appeal to you therefore, brothers and sisters, While our translation of the word appeal, other translations use a much stronger verb, like I urge you, I implore you, I plead with you and I beg you to express the depth and richness of the Greek better than the English we commonly use. Here, it isn't a request to consider, but a deeply heartfelt supplication or entreaty. It is not rooted in pity or a lack of relationship or of God's need to be rescued by us. But as the word therefore indicates, it's based on a prior relationship where God has demonstrated God's faithfulness, grace, and mercy toward us. It is based on the work of God toward this Christian community, the nation of Israel, and all of creation. It is expressed in the words of the psalm where David celebrates the faithful presence of God being with them, for without God's help, they would have been destroyed from off the face of the earth. The plea is a response based on the goodness of God expressed for human need that can never fully be returned. When Paul pleads with his family of faith, those early Christians, it's not a numbers game where one opts in or opts out. It is for each individual and for the community as a whole, his brothers and his sisters. Now a plea from a stranger will touch us, but a plea made by a brother or sister whom we love and who has helped us in the past and desires the best for us lands differently. When Paul makes the request, it is for those who follow Christ 
to present bodies as living sacrifices, holy, acceptable to God, which is our spiritual worship. Now, if a living sacrifice seems like an oxymoron to you, it does to me as well. In their history and culture, sacrifices were perfect animals that were then killed in a prescribed ritual in a special place. But Paul is speaking about a new way of serving God and of serving others. Instead of patterning themselves according to the world that they knew, they have been called into a new way of being. As imperfect people in the body, with gifts they have been given, living out the good news of Christ, not in one particular place, but everywhere they go. They were bombarded by societal expectations, just as we are. Rome was a highly developed society with palaces and squalid apartment blocks, with wealth and poverty, with social inequity and taxes, with prisons, with streets so narrow a carriage could not pass through, and with grand boulevards. Christians then face the same temptations we face today. Do we orient ourselves to the world around us of greed, of entitlement, of deceit, selfishness, fear, of hatred, pride, bitterness, and comfort? Or do we choose a much harder path and follow the way of Christ based on the interior work of the Spirit within each one of us and within our community that beckons us toward love and joy, toward peace and gentleness and goodness, toward faith and meekness, towards kindness, justice, mercy, and humility. If we, as they did, are to discern the will of God, we must be transformed, having our minds renewed and repeatedly reoriented to the words and the ways of Christ, just to counteract the ways we are repeatedly bombarded by patterns that don't reflect Christ, but are celebrated all around us. This is why regular worship is so important. This is why coming to the table of the Lord is crucial. This is why being together in community matters. This is why the disciplines of fasting and prayer, of studying our Bibles, of following the daily office, of talking to God with each other, of reading important books, expressing generosity, repentance, and joyful worship, all matter. These things help us explore, orient, and understand the work and ways of God in this present space. And whatever gifts God has given us, we treasure and share. They're not to be overvalued, filling us with pride, nor are they to be undervalued, filling us with worthlessness. We are in this together, and we look at our gifts soberly with and with sound judgment. We all have different gifts and abilities, and we are growing together, learning to work together and value everyone's gifts, seeing how and where they bless us, and we can be a blessing to others. It was a beautiful thing last Sunday. I noticed that people were introducing themselves around the table at coffee hour, I'd never seen that happen before, but we took to heart 
the message of aligning what we say with what we do to be a more welcoming place. I know I'm not supposed to say I'm real proud of you, but if I could say that, I would say I was really proud of you. And then, this week, another person shared their gifts with me as they came to teach me how to update our website. I didn't know how to do that before. We need to be able to do that. But somebody with those gifts came and did it with me and for me and literally for us. And it was based on the work of someone else nearly a year ago, all working together. We have many different gifts according to what God has given us and how we have chosen to develop them. Paul notes, those who speak the truth in ways that can be heard, those who serve, those who teach, encourage, give, lead, and are deeply compassionate are important parts of the body of Christ. It is by no means an exhaustive list. It doesn't list computer skills. But it is a place where we can begin to consider how God has blessed us. So let us commit ourselves afresh to living into what living sacrifice means that Paul pleads for us to be and to grow more deeply in the ways that reflect our gratitude to God for all that we have received as individuals and what we have received as the body of Christ here at All Saints.